Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal podcast, episode 18, and it is just me, Pep Barisha, and JB today. The other two have flaked, unfortunately. How are you doing, mate? Hello. Uh, I'm good, thanks. I was, I was throwing, you didn't, you didn't enter with a yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's not really so, my style, you know. No, I know. I just, I just feel like people might now not know what podcast they're listening to. It feels a bit too like WrestleMania, and I've never like never been into wrestling or WWE or I, anything like I that. I can tell because I don't think it is anything like WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of vibes I get, right? Like it's like a an announcer walking into an arena. Yes, yes, yes. It's time for like whatever it's it not... is, WrestleMania seven hundred and ninety-five or whatever. Yeah, I think they're probably on that that one by now. <laughs> I'm already like, you've already kind of stretched the limits of my wrestling knowledge. I was clearly <laughs> above you on the like wrestling knowledge list, but like, yeah, unless we're going back to like the early 2000s when I watched it until I found out it was fake. <laughs> I mean, look, you could go into any era you want. I'll know basically fuck all. Um, I bet you can name five. Five wrestlers? Yeah. Well, that's probably only because of my uh, former podcasting endeavours with my... Um, you the know, WWE podcast. No, no, no. My uh, co-host, Sporting Panda, on the uh, the old Football Index podcast, he was a, like a wrestling nut, and he would he would come into the podcast with his own like every every episode he'd have his own WWE theme tune that he'd come into, and I just have no idea what was going on for five minutes. <laughs> so you've got bloody I don't even know I don't know who's who's the guy John Cena who does the yeah you can't see me. Um, no, I can't. I've got nothing else, man. Shawn Michaels, blonde there guy. There we go. That's two out of five or forty percent. Edge, yeah. Another blonde guy. That's three. Yeah. Rey Mysterio, four. Now I've got the WWE08 on Xbox knowledge coming out. Um, Come on. Uh, and then um, Undertaker. There we go. See. Winning. See, you could go on Eggheads and probably beat them on WWE. I mean, look, this is the the perfect time for a spin-off, isn't it? You know. OB's not here to, uh, or PB is not here to, uh, to kind of hold us back so we can just go in and do a wrestling podcast. That's yeah, that's, I don't know if it's the same audience. 
Right. Let's. What we're going to talk about today, considering there's it a is wrestling. Break, no, is wrestling? No, it's not. It's um, squad building. Arsenal one on one. I basically went through the Arsenal squad earlier, and I was like, "Who we should sell?" In my head, and I thought I'd discuss it with you, and then we can talk about the dis- uh, positions that we really need to strengthen in. So, look. Let, let's start in goal. Um, we're clearly in a situation where we've got a, an undisputed number one, unlike, unlike kind of the latter end of last season. We've got mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, who's going to be presumably coming in on a free in the summer. Um, you'd think right, that... his, he's got another year left on his deal. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, he does. does he actually? He, he does. Well, oh. according to the Arscast this mm. morning, which I, I listened to on my walk. Contra- I haven't listened to that yet. Matt Ryan, who spells it his says, name with says, one T, which oh, is just wrong. No, no, no. Yeah, that is wrong. No, but he does have another year left. I wonder, okay, presume that's another 12-month loan then. Yeah, I think we'll just buy him cheap, to be honest. Really? Okay, right. Let's let's say we buy him. And then, Runner Runnison. <laughs> I'm going to say it. More like Gonna Gonnison. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to buy him after what what they've seen? I've never honestly seen a goalkeeper that bad. Well, you have I, to loan him, right? Yeah. I, I like, don't know if he's... I, I don't know if he's a goalkeeper. Do you know he is, <laughs> He's clearly someone who, like, he was like a third or fourth tier midfielder who realised he wasn't good enough and, like, realised everyone wants goalkeepers who can play with their feet these days. So, look, we'll have to get Carl talking about Riddison at some point. Please. Maybe, maybe we'll do it in spaces if you can join after this. I feel for the guy. I do as well. Like, I went... So, in that uh, League Cup game against City, was it? Uh, where he, yeah. You know, Which we would have obviously won otherwise. Yeah, it easily would have been like a 2-3-0 win. Um, but that was possibly the worst goalkeeping player I've ever seen. But after like the second or... Th- the third one went in, and I was just like, who, who in their right mind has put that guy out there? And I was thinking, like, I could have probably done better. And at that point, I'm just like, I'm feeling really bad for you at this point. But do, do you think, like, obviously there's an ability thing playing into it. But do you think, yeah, that's got to be confidence too, right? I think it's There's got to be a point where he the, just completely lost it. I think it's also, like, when you've never played in front of this many eyes before, right? Like, yeah. there isn't, you know, he's never been in a situation where he's had to perform at a level where there is so much backlash if you don't like it's different to playing for a very very low division league one or league two to a team mm-hmm. in france i think this is kind of next level like the bright lights can blind people right but it's even like a bottom of the premier league thing like if you're in goal for i don't know like aaron's aaron ramsdale drops clangers week in week out it seems four times a game right and actually like it's kind of fine because he plays for Sheffield United. Well, it's not and fine to get relegated, but under twenty-one, he, undisputed, right? Yeah, and he'll let five in and make one save, and the save will be on match of the day, right? Like, I think there's an element of it's like you said when you're playing, I say for a top side. I don't know if we count as that anymore, but when you're playing for a, for a side with higher standards, you make one mistake in five games, and everyone remembers it. Mm. I guess Whereas that's why you, the likes you don't have of to drop that and... far. Edison have done so well for their respective teams over the last two, three years, right? Like they've had nothing to do. And then when they're asked to, they do mm. really, really well. But I think 
Yeah, there's, there's something you said there. I mean, I'd love Carl as well to give us a... The next episode is just going to be Carl talking about goalkeepers. Have we told, I want to know because like, we told the audience? Do they, do they know that Carl's an elite goalkeeper? No, I don't think they do. But um, We'll have to get him to tell the world his story. It's going to be perfect for him because I know for a fact that Ramsdale was basically on the top of most of the analytic guys' radars when Bournemouth went down, and that's one of the reasons he was bought for the fee that he was bought for. I just want Carl to run us through that whole situation. Like, how, how did someone watch him and look at the stats and think, you know, those two things are pairing up? But, you know, maybe it's like the post, like the post shot XG. It's like when you look at Ramsdale's arms and how short they are, like, there's no way he could have saved them. It's not his fault. Did they not see the ball literally go like through his elbow when Mason Greenwood shot from any angle whatsoever uh, in those last couple of weeks of the Premier League? But look, we're, we're, we're getting off track uh, talking about Aaron Ramdell's T-Rex arms. Let's move on to defenders. So, Gonna Goddison, Matt Ryan on a, on a £2 million buy or something like that, meaning that we would have spent £4 million on Gonna Goddison and, and Matt Ryan. And, um, uh, you know, and then presumably we bring up someone from the, uh, from the academy to fill in that third choice space and it mm-hmm. would also mean that we uh get away with a, a kind of botch job on the homegrown status side of things Wasn't, well. is it carl hein mm-hmm. he's he's like playing for the estonian national team age 18 not too bad in our reserves which is quite impressive not too bad at all what was his name carl hein mm, estonia yeah um i think it's carl hein might be carol carol hein i think it's spelt carl is it just R. Carl? And he's actually playing... With a K. Well, it's with a, I think it's also with a K. Right. It is Carl Hein, H-E-I-N. Um, and then there's obviously Arthur Okonkwo, who's been in the first team training quite a few times as well. He's, yeah, he's, he's supposed to be good. In. Did he break a... Did he get a broken arm or something? Was that recently? Don't know. I don't think it was recently. Because I think he was training very recently with the Arsenal first team. So unless he broke his arm, like, literally last week, I don't think it's recently. No, 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 like, sorry, it depends how you define recently, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> as in, I was talking, like, in the last year or two. Wow. Um, J- James Hilson in the Arsenal Academy looks kind of a lot like Gabriel Martinelli. I've just Googled him. I would say that's a bad shout. <laughs> Right, okay, we're moving on before this gets silly, <laughs> even though it probably has already gone silly. Um, defenders, right? We've got a load of these guys. We've got a load of these guys. So I'm going to read you out who we have in the squad because we're going to talk about loanies after we go through the, the current squad. So we've got Bellerin, Tierney, Gabriel, Holding, Cedric, Chambers, Mary, and David Luiz. We need this, more. We need more but less. Fewer. <laughs> How uh, how do we get out of this pickle that we're currently in, where we have three guys who can kind of play right back, about nineteen guys that can play centre back, and then one guy that can play left back? Sell them all and start again. No, look, when I when I I mean look, when I think of squad building, it's kind of the default is go two per position, and then enough within that that are kind of flexible enough to add an option, or your academy gives you the depth, right? So. You want two players who can play right back plus, you know, either an academy right back or one of the centre-backs can cover. You want four players who can play centre-back plus, like, a youth team centre-back or, uh, you know, someone else who can drop in and cover. Same at left-back, et cetera, et cetera. So 
And when you look round, right, we've got three right backs. Ish, two and a half. We've got two and a half right backs. I would say none of them are kind of definitely first choice for next season. Mm. So we probably need to sign someone who is first choice for next season. I would say that Cedric or Chambers probably have enough to be our second choice right back. Cedric's not going anywhere. So that's kind of my starting position. It looks like Bellerin's off, which I think would suit everyone. Yeah, two years left on his deal. This is kind of like the last chance, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's always wanted to play overseas. I don't think he's the right type of defender for us. I think that it probably just suits everyone and there's some money. You know what, it's 25, 30 mil, I don't know. Right, so he's off, kind of funds his own replacement if we're smart about it. And then you have Cedric as second choice. Now, do you have Chambers as third choice or second choice? Or do you have, because Cedric's not going, right? So do you have Chambers as third choice or compete with Cedric? Or do you have him as like a centre-back and backup right-back? Not sure. Well, this is the spanner in the works though, JB. Callum Chambers, I believe, has a year left on his contract in the summer. So, he's, he's, good. he's, look, he's a good versatile player. He's been injured. I, I've, I enjoyed his game against West Ham. Yeah. I think, you know, this, this is about being ruthless. And being ruthless says, if we, sign, if we can get him to sign, maybe good. But, you know, he might be injury prone. There's always been good money on the table for Chambers. I think we turned down like 26 mil from Fulham a couple of years ago. Alex Something as well like that. Before, um, from, from who? I think it was Palace before as well. Or was that for Rob Holding? I, I'm not too sure. The same but, um, person, really. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, I mean, Chambers is the kind of player where I think we need to, when we talk about being ruthless, if he's not good enough to play in the first team and there's anywhere near 20 million available for him, I think you take the money. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to get 20 million pounds for Callum Chambers when he's got a 12 months left on his deal. All right, maybe uh, get 15 then. Maybe yeah, get... no, I, I'm not saying don't. But I think below that, like, what's the point for you? Because the other way around is like, there's a point below which you give, because I think he's the kind of guy who would sign a new deal if you offered it. Yeah. You do that and you loan him out or you give him some game time in like Europe if we have any for a year or whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess the other thing to factor in just across this whole conversation is, if we don't qualify for Europe next season, we need a much smaller squad. Mm. Mm. Or th- we don't need as big a squad. Yeah, no, it's very true. I think the other thing as well, like Callum Chambers can play in one, two positions fairly well, centre-back and, and right-back, and then yeah. one position at like a low mid-table to relegation level, Premier League level in, in CDM, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if Arteta looks at that and says, well, is he a kind of Maitland-Niles type guy to have around the squad who is more willing to be part of that squad player type Mm -hmm. role? Um, Because the thing about Maitland-Niles is like, great player, can play left back, right back, centre mid, wherever you want him, and he can do the job, especially if you're setting up tactically to uh, stop a team or play in a specific way. But he just didn't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. And some players are really okay with being that guy. Callum Chambers might be one of them. So I I think Bellerin should go because he's like the most saleable asset. Mm-hmm. Cedric, we can't get rid of. And if we can, then Edu and, and, and Jorge Mendes deserve a... Well, not really a pat on the back because they got us into this mess. So, um, But it should be like Chelsea, right? Like 
the only upside of working with all these agents is you should be able to shift their players. Yeah, I just if you don't, want to. I have no idea who'd who'd want to who'd want to take him on for three. He's years. Just got an assist to Portugal. Well, there we go. Right, that's another what five. We should, just, we should all be sharing that on Twitter, <laughs> just tagging the other Arsenal clubs. official account. Should be. Well, I, I had this. That. I don't know. Were you? It's probably before we knew each other. Do you remember Operation Walcott? I don't know if you were familiar. Like, what was going on there? So, so basically, my view is that at the point at which we decide a player needs to go, as a fans, as a fans, I sound like Mario, as fans, um, we should all agree to start talking about these players as if they're the best <laughs> in the world. So, like, any time, any time Cedric does anything good, Operation Cedric kicks in. <laughs> And we just like share the shit out of it. The thing um, is, though, he's and tag any prospective buyers like, like, like Everton, Porto, West Ham, yeah, Sporting, all, all of them, Roma. Send Roma. him back to Southampton. Maybe they miss him. <laughs> That's exactly what they need when they got. Um, Who have they got? Uh, is it Jan Valery? Was that wrong? Is that Jan right? Valery. That's it? their second choice. But they got um, Kyle Walker Peters. Kyle Walker Peters is having a really good season, right? Swap little swap there. Who knows? Nah, I'm joking. Spurs, Spurs, He's like Spurs. literally five two as well, isn't he? Um, Careful. <laughs> uh, Cedric, like decent player, Europa League standard, mm-hmm. on probably not that much money, but the length of the contract means it is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a, like a ten percent chance to shift him. Bellerin, mm-hmm. two years left, probably can get twenty twenty five million for him. Chambers, one year left, could maybe get fifty million for him because he's homegrown. So. I if I gun to my head, you were like, "What would you do if you were like Edu?" I'd probably. I would never Bellerin. put a gun to your head. Uh, I'd hope so. I'd sell Bellerin and I'd sell Chambers, and then I'd get a first choice and allow Cedric to be the the kind of backup for good. Right? Would you? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think if you sell both of them, I wouldn't put it all back into a right back. Right? You get it, get it no. right, and have a bit of surplus. No, you get what? Like a Serge Aurier type for like twenty six million. Right? So I was going to say, <laughs> what profile of right back would you want? Oh, it's a get names, one, right? get names, get names, get names. So, part forget Jan, names, forget names. Apart from Jan Valerie specifically, I think the type of right back I'd want is someone who can. Like, I'm not going to say Jan Gansello, right? But like sometimes when Bellerin comes in field, it actually makes my eyes hurt a lot. Like his inability to like play into the middle is really really jarring, and I think. If you can't play down the width of the pitch as a right back, which he does to an okay level, you have to be good coming in. He doesn't do that very well when he does the other to like an average level. And I just think like he's not got the power in his legs anymore. So mm-hmm. I, I think for me, it has to be someone physically very good to mm-hmm. like a Tierney standard that can get up and down that line uh, who can overlap like to a very, very good level considering our two right wingers are left footed. Right, Lerdegaard. Uh What? Sorry. Saka and Pepe are left-footed. Yes. And Erdegaard is left-footed. Yes. Which sorry. means the centre of the pitch. Sorry, if you, we keep him, you, you've got Erdegaard, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> you, you're still on edge after his possible injury. Oh yeah. Oh god. Thank God he's good. Dude. Okay. But you see what I mean? Like, it, we saw it with Chambers. He he looks like he's pulling a tugboat, right? But like, as soon he's as he started, smart. Yeah. It's it was a smart running. But imagine you have smart running with power like you suddenly have a player that can make that overlap like five six times a game and he doesn't look like he's breaking a sweat so i think yeah. for me 
the physicality is important, but also the technical ability to come inside is, is very important. Now, finding a player like that is is very, very tough. You've got um, a guy like Nordi Mukiele. Humphreys. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, look, people talking about Max Harrens. But he's, um, he's different, though, Max Harrens. He's, like, he's, he's not, he he's was not a midfielder. imposing type. type yeah. Right back, Max Harrens feels more like, I'm not saying Cedric quality, but style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with you. Probably technically a, a bit better and uh, probably in the attacking third a bit more proficient. For me, like a Tyreek Lamptey would be amazing, right? But like he's recently re-signed with Brighton. If they stay up, he's probably going to stay there another he's year. He's a wing back. He's a bit injury prone. He's short. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. As a fellow small man. Um, I, I don't know. I think um, I see... Like if, if I said, like, imagine we're playing FIFA... And right. I was like, you could give Callum Chambers like a plus 15 pace boost. Yeah. Would that be your guy? Yeah. But well, it wouldn't be my guy to like win a Prem, but it would be my guy to get Arsenal back towards the top four. 100%. And I think that's, I think a lot of people, when they talk about certain players in the Arsenal squad, they're always like, oh, he's not good enough and he's not good enough. It's like, well, that guy's like almost good enough to get us into the top four. Like a, a, a Bellerin, a... David Luiz, Granite Xhaka, these are all those kind of players that are like in the grey area between Europa League and, and Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Like lower Champions League quality. So and, They'd and, get you out of the group stage of the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. But like, if it was a Callum Chambers plus 15 pace, then we're talking, you know, comfortably get you out of the, the group stages. Mm-hmm. Then you're talking about a player who is nearly as good as Tierney. I'm not going to lie. Callum Chambers with pace is like probably no worse than Ben Chilwell in my eyes. Yeah. Right. Oh, why not? Yeah. And and he can, you know, he does like good outside of the foot balls over the top. <laughs> so there we have it. Okay, let, let's talk let's talk about um centre backs before we talk about backup left backs. Um what are we gonna do here? I don't think we're gonna do much. Do you actually so, I so, so right. Two players per position, right? Assume we want five players in the squad who can play centre back. Right. So You've got your left footers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of Gabriel and Maria's set, right? Yeah. Then you've currently got Louise holding Chambers and the Lonies. So you've got Saliba, you've got Mavropanos. I think that's it. Yeah. So I think you've got the left footers are sorted. I, I can't see holding going anywhere. Didn't he just sign a new deal or recently yeah. sign a new, sign new deal? deal. So then it is one of... Now, I know we're looking at a new right centre-back, and I think that's possible. So that would be four in itself. But I think you're looking at one of Louise and Saliba. Okay. Um, Now, here's the issue. I conceptually really like Saliba. I think we've spent too much money on him to keep farming him out on loan. If he's the player we think he should be, Given where we are, I don't understand why, and it might be, right? But I don't understand why we wouldn't bring him back next season and use him. Yeah, I um, hope so. If they don't think he's good enough, for me, I think you need to take that money because we don't have much money elsewhere. I would sell him, which I think is dumb because I would play him, right? But I'm just saying yeah. if they don't think that, and I would use that money to go and buy someone who is ready to play. Um, and we have type, youth. What type of player would? Um, you know, same question you asked me with good, the right a back. Good one. Um, 
tall, right? Like I think, you know, six six two minimum, um, able to play in a high line, able to play kind of good penetrative passes, able to carry the ball forward. Like and obviously Liverpool are gonna get Canate by the sounds of it, right? Yes. That that type of player. Um either way, I don't see any I know David Luiz kind of is a described nice guy. Saliba, haven't you? So. Yeah, apparently he's not great in the air. Apparently one of the concerns was he's not great in the air for someone his yeah. size. He's like 6'9". Yeah, <laughs> but like, you know, you. I mean, do you remember when like Wayne Rooney used to always beat Mertesacker in the air? Oh, God. So did, you can, so did Defoe that time, do you remember? Yeah, because I mean, like, if you can jump a foot, you, you, you know, beat someone who isn't jumping. It just seems weird. I, I like, I don't really know what's going on with Saliba. But also, either way, right, my, my point is, I know David Luiz is a nice guy to have around the changing room. We need to move away from him. And he's expensive. Right? He's what, on 100 grand a week? Probably, yeah. And He's also expensive from a penalties and red cards perspective. Yeah, and also it's another super agent eight, uh, player, right? Like it's, yeah, like... Uh, I don't I think, think it's that big a deal, but it's just another factor that they might consider being like, okay, well... You know, if we, mm. if we, do we really want to get in negotiations with these guys? Well, Edu does. Um, well, he does, but like, look what happened last season, right? We didn't, was it, was it after the, we lost 3-0 against, was it City at the beginning of the season where, where we didn't know if Louise was still going to be there mm. and he played the 90 minutes? Key interruption went on the radio. Yeah. I mean, look, we've done well to get two seasons out of Louise. I do think to an extent, like when he plays well, he's our best centre-back still. Oh, easily, yeah. Um, but I think like, he's our best centre back and probably best defender as well. I yeah, mean, annoying. Yeah, but I would say that not knowing whether a player is going to be your best player or cost you the game is unhelpful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so that's me. So gun to your head, even though again I'm too nice to ever do that. And I yeah, no, just, good to, just to clarify that, just to, you know, for the listeners that are worried out there, um, would you keep him or not? So you'd bring Saliba back and... If he's happy to take, like, 40k a week and be fourth Which or fifth choice, well, he might be. I don't know. Really? Maybe he likes his life in, in the place of London he lives. So I'm not going to name for, you know, Netherlands Park um, area of London. <laughs> Dutch Park. Um, maybe, he likes, maybe he likes his life. I don't know. Like, I, he, he does seem the guy who's not, you know, super motivated by money and if he's enjoying where he is. I, I just, mean, I just every, think there's so much downside. Until they're, they're offered a 60% salary. Yeah, but like, what, I mean, he's what, 33, 34? 34, 35 now. 35, 36, 36, 37. <laughs> Getting on it, isn't he? <laughs> During he's, he's 34 in three weeks' time. Really? Okay. I think he's um, probably, I think he's going to get an extension, annoyingly. I think... That he's, I think today I was thinking about this and I was like, oh, prepping, prepping for this. And I was like, well, what's going to happen? Gabriel is a cert. I think, I actually think Louise is definitely going to stay. I think Saliba is going to get loaned out again. I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of surprise sale. So the only thing, like, like holding going wouldn't surprise me. Or Murray. Except Murray would. Because really? we've got two left footers, I think if we buy, we buy a right centre back. Yeah. Um, but like the Louise thing with holding is we don't have left. enough homegrown players. Louise likes playing on the left. Though. He does, but I think Arteta wants a left footer there. Mm. Like, has he played a right footer, a left centre back, 
at all for a, while. When, for a while when one of them's been available. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, I I, I agree. You, you've you've brought me around to that. Pablo Marie is is now a stayer. So very then I'm, uh, yeah, but like I just don't know. It's it's weird because Arteta's apart from Louise, mm-hmm. all these guys have come in and out, right? Mm-hmm. Like Marie looked like oh everyone was like oh he's you know our best centre back now. Same happened with Holding. He got a new deal, and then they're both out the side. So it's kind of like yeah, but I think I think Gabrielle's like a year from being undroppable. Give or take, like he—he's clearly got things to learn, but he is—he is also visibly improving. Yeah, yeah, you can see a ceiling, right? So, to summarise defenders so far, Bellerin and Chambers are going for us, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And you, and you, right back comes in, mm-hmm. and Cedric becomes the second choice mm-hmm. unanimously. And then at centre back, we've got uh, Saliba being sold or either going on loan, Louise signing an extension. Hang on, I've got Saliba being first choice. Well, you know. Did you? I thought you said it was selling. I said my first thing to do is be is his first choice. Oh, so was mine, but I'm just trying to think what is the most likely thing to happen. What do you think is the most likely thing to happen? I think what you said is the most likely okay. thing. New contract for Louise, Saliba goes out on loan, and we sign someone, and then maybe holding go gets sold. Yeah. I think we will buy... Sorry, I think our first choice right centre-back next season will be someone who is not currently at the club. Mm. Whether okay, it's so, Saliba or a new signing. So, so you named the profile of the type of player. What, what, what type of... Like, who have you got your eye on? I don't know centre-backs in Europe very well. <laughs> like, See, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I just don't... Yeah. I, like, I feel like that's a position where people don't really catch the eye because it's a systems thing and... Like, you'll just go pick someone up. I mean, like, I couldn't really have told you that Ruben Diaz was that good until this season. No, I, I couldn't either. But I think he's probably surprised everyone in football. Right? I don't think anyone expected him to come in and become no. like, the best player in the Premier League. <laughs> but it's a bit <laughs> weird that, like, he was like a £65 million centre-back signing and everyone was like, oh, they've signed this guy from Benfica for a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, like, look, he's really good. £60 million plus Otamendi. Um, really good. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think... The thing is, anyone I think of is, is really expensive. So, like, I'm thinking of, like, Jules Kunde at uh, Ooh, Sevilla, good. who's probably just a bit shorter than your 6'2 requirement, but he's got an absolute monster leap. Um, really I'll consider good consider it. Physically imposing. But he'd cost, like, 60, 70 million. Mm. Like, you've got to get them, like... I mean, without sounding obvious, you've got to get them before that, right? Yeah. Um... I mean, look, Fafana was a good buy. I don't, Amazing buy, I don't yeah. think he's as good as... Um, I'm not saying he's not good as everyone's saying. I'm saying he's a good prospect, right? Like, and, and the thing with prospects is people often project like future ability onto a player. Yeah. So he's really good for his age, but he's not you know, top 10 centre-backs in the league yet. Mm. And he cost them 40 million. Also, they spend like, they spend, like 50 million on Tielemans. They spend big money, Leicester. Yeah, yeah, Tielemans, but again, looks like they're worth money, right? Good player. But they, they are, you know, they look really good. Jules Kunde, I mean, you know, Kanata was one of my favourites, actually. Like, I've, mm-hmm. had him, I've had him down as kind of higher ceiling than Upamecano since kind of like 2019. But He's gone as well, he's off to... He's, yeah, he's Someone off to... described Upamecano's style on Twitter earlier as, as chaos and banter. <laughs> What about um, the Lille centre-half that Liverpool were interested in, Sven Botman? 
he's like oh, I've heard seven, of him. seven foot seven, uh, but maybe has some ability issues. But again, you are right. There isn't as it's not as easy to pick a name like that out uh, <laughs> um, than it is the central midfielders um, out there at the moment, which is another position that we need. We're going to talk about in a minute. But yeah, uh, you know. That, so- that was me going on to check who the FIFA um, future stars centre-backs are. <laughs> who are we looking at? So they've got Ruben Diaz and they've got Fafana. So it's a bit right. boring. No they've got Tadebo. Yeah. Who has had on loan from Barca? He's been at like seventeen different clubs over the last. He's now at Nice with Saliba. Yeah, at Nice. Very nice. (laughs) Um, Bastoni. Yeah, but again, he plays for. He's left-footed and plays for Inter, and he's going to be Inter's like fulcrum centre back for the next five, six years. So that's a no. Just telling you what FIFA have said. (laughs) And tap sober. Okay, he's actually the one. Sorry. At Leverkusen. So he's he's right footed. So I was six foot four. I was saying this to my friends. Like, Seventy eight kilos, possibly a bit light for me. <laughs> I was saying I was saying this. I know I know it sounds cringy because we were just like you were just reading through those, but I was like, there's one name on my head that I can't remember. I was saying to my friends a few weeks ago, I was like, I think this this guy's the guy. Um, and I think this would be the only sum. It's like a Meccano. This would be the only summer that Arsenal would be able to get him. Yeah. Because he's so, like the next in line type centre-back. From I, I don't want to kind of put a downer on this. But do you know what his first name is? Uh, Edmund? Yeah. Name me one elite what? footballer called Edmund. I really can't. But you have put me on the spot. Can you name any footballers named Edmund? Apart from this guy. No, I can't. There must be like an Edmundson who played for for uh Edmundo, apparently. There, there's there's Nathan R. Edmund who plays for Southampton. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Uh, but no, Ryan Edmondson. Edmund Tepsoba would genuinely be my first choice. Genuinely be my first choice. And I was saying this to a to a couple of my Arsenal pals like a few weeks ago, and I was just like, this guy, you know. Uh, and Carl can maybe do some st- next season, next episode. We should just let Carl just talk on his own for a bit. Statistical overview of Tepso. Although um, stats and centre backs don't don't go very well together yet. Mm, no, not amazingly, not amazing. I and mean, he he does very well on basically all things passing. Um, Ooh, so I like he, that. So he buffs buffs himself out a little bit. Um, I like that. But no, he's he's great on the ball. You know, imposing, quick, good in the air. This looks like this is his first ever full professional season. It legit is, yeah. 16 league games for Guimaraes last season. Yeah. Um, good pronunciation from me. It was really good, actually, yeah. Um, well done. Uh, and he was in their B team before that. And before that, he has no games. 2015 to 2017, who did he play for? Here's your that, test. I have no idea. He played for US Wagadougou. Um, yes, I knew in, that, actually. In Burkina Faso. <laughs> They're actually one of my I, top five favorite teams. I was going to to say a uh, a club in that continent, but I didn't want to appear very, 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 very ignorant. So, um, look, Tupsoba would be my my first choice. But look, look, like you're laughing at like not playing top top level football for a long time. But like, if you look at Thomas Party, mm-hmm. right, who we now played a lot of money for, who did he play for before like age twenty one? My vague memory. Um, 
is that he wasn't really playing for anyone good until he suddenly made it into the Atleti team. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what happened. That's pretty much it. And look, Tipsoba's not done the exact same thing. He's obviously had a bit more of like a, a steep kind of trajectory. Uh, and I love him. I think he's amazing. Uh, but it can happen, right? It can happen. And, and like, as you said, right, it's kind of, you need to get these players before everyone else is talking about them. Again, this is like the last summer we'd be able to get a player like him. I even think Jules Kunde is like, probably out he's of gone. reach he's, he's gone. gone like it's too late right he he could easily get bought by like madrid this summer and i wouldn't yeah. even bat an eyelid i mean like our I'm, I'm i'm amazed we even got close to him last summer like, i thought we were maybe 18 months or two years late yeah. on that and again, we didn't with, get him so with that one we'll we'll if we wanted to go there we're lucky because he's been injured had covid slagged off the coach a little bit so do you know what i mean like sometimes you get well, that's the type of player you want to sign <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Sometimes you get lucky and yeah. it's like... Well, so, so this is back to our kind of who yeah. should we sign thing. Some of the best Premier League signings have been players who were really hyped, fell off a bit, and then moved for like nothing. So like Ericsson to Spurs, Ericsson was like the wonder kid in Europe, yeah. fell off, they got him cheap. Coutinho was like the wonder kid, fell off. Like I was saying, I think Leon Bailey was are my you, example. Are you saying that we're like purposely getting Saliba to fall off? No. Is that where you're going with this? No, it's not where I'm going. But like, you know, whoever gets Genduzi, that might be an equivalent, right? I mean, it could be that he's an arsehole and keeps fucking up everywhere he goes, but it could be he gets a fifteen million pound move and someone's got a great deal there. Uh, yeah, but again, like it's you got to play the probabilities, right? You've mm-hmm. got to look at like what's happened with a player like that, where well, he's only fallen he's out with hate. four clubs by the age of twenty-one. So <laughs> it's just it's just four out of five managers, basically. Everyone yeah. apart from Unai Emery, who let him do what he wants. <laughs> yeah, he he fell out with. So, but he could change, and like some club will come along, like you know, when sure. someone kind of finds a partner and they're like, "Oh, I know this person's horrible, but I can change them." <laughs> it's like the next club that's like, it's like Balotelli's career, where like and Ravel Morrison, where clubs just keep having a go. Because, like, the upside is, yeah, you know, it's diminishing upside, but like, everyone the thinks they're the exception. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's Should move we on. finish defense and then just save the rest for another time? Because I feel like we've been, <laughs> I'm going to blame you, but we've been, <laughs> we could, we could try and whiz through. Let's see what we get with All our right. backup left back. Because if it gets to seven o'clock by then, then yes, we will do it in two parts. But backup left back, is it a Ryan Bertrand on a free job? There's this guy at Schalke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he's in the last six months of his contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my word. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Back up, left back. Yeah, I, so, so th- this is, this is um, from a squad building perspective, right? It's like, where do you spend your money? Mm. And, and I agree with you. I think this is this is not a position for us to kind of... Um, oh, I've completely forgotten the phrase. It's not blow the boat. Spend the boat? Something the boat? I'm really Ever bad with the boat? Videos, Sink the boat? Rock the boat? Rock the boat? Something. Something. It's not like rock that. the boat. It's One not of rock those. the boat. Float our boat? Right. I genuinely don't know, mate. I'm going to go for a different phrase because yeah. clearly it's not... That's like when Push I say impact out. instead of like effect or effect. Yeah. <laughs> Push the boat out? Yeah, anyway, push the boat out. You don't want to push the boat out. We don't want to spend back. too much on a backup left back because there are more important areas. And if you think that like our backup left back, which has kind of worked a bit, has been sticking Cedric on the left, 
Like, I think any left-footed left-back who can complete a pass um, <laughs> is fine. Uh, the only thing I would say is, like, I would love to be able to rotate, rotate Tierney. Like, I don't want it to be someone who's so bad Tierney has to play every minute he's available. Yeah. Um, Bertrand feels smart. If you could get him on, like, a one-year deal or even a two-year deal, maybe, if you're not paying him too much, that feels just very sensible, which is also why I can't see us doing it. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Yeah. It just seems very obvious. And, like, you're not going to get someone great to, to to kind of... Everyone's going to know they're going to be second choice. Yeah. Yeah. But do you I, go young? Like, you could go young English. That's what I was just thinking, right? Like... Who's the kid at Derby? Is it Buchanan or am I making this up? I I don't know. My championship football knowledge for oh, this season is not... Lee Buchanan. Here we go. He's 20. Some Someone... Oh... Please don't hate me. Someone good I follow on Twitter who does analytics did a scouting report on like young like young left back playing in the football league, and this this Lee Buchanan guy popped up. He, it's his first. He's twenty. It's his first season of professional football. He's played twenty games to Derby, and he's now in the England twenty one squad. Um, the massively massively overachieving England under twenty one squad led by. Football management legend Aidy Boothroyd. Um, He's done a good job, isn't he? They've had they've lost both games so far in the Euro group stages, despite having players like Callum Hudson Odoi and Emil Smith Rowe in their team, <laughs> and they've had one shot on target in two games. It's mental. It depends how you define good job, really. They do have Eddie leading the line, though. Yeah, but you got to get in the ball. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying Eddie's like. Lewandowski, but he's he is, probably he's the under twenty one Lewandowski though. Yeah, like he's definitely good enough to bang the goals in against Slovenia under twenty. Anyone? I mean, look, we lost two 0 to the Portugal under twenty ones, who, by the way, had four out of eleven in pairs called Diogo, um, <laughs> which is just like kind of underwork. Like either you know being called Diogo means you're just better at foot. Like it's just a name where you just feel like you chances, should train right? harder. I'm gonna call my first son Diogo. Or, like, loads of people in that generation in Portugal are called Diogo. Probably. For whatever reason. What's the English equivalent? Is it like, is it like, I know Daniel's still a Portuguese kind of name, isn't it? No. Mm. Let's, let's move on. Right. Send us your thoughts. Do, do, do you want to go into midfielders? Let's go into midfielders. Let's do it. Let's so, do it. Because this is an e- obviously an easy one. Danny Savas goes home. Um... Uh, we are then left with the. Bye, Danny. Uh, we <laughs> we are left with Thomas Party, Granite Xhaka, and Mo El Neni in central midfield, and then Joe Willock would come back, and we've also got Miguel Aziz I'm in the youth ranks. He seems to be the the next one out of Hairlands, uh, if we can we can say that. Um, should we presume in this that we we keep Odegaard for like fifteen point five million euros or something like that? I mean, that would make our lives a lot easier and it's just not happening. Are we, by the I mean, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do the two and then the 10? Yeah, let, let's talk about, so let's talk, let's talk about who, like, we should try and find someone to be better than Xhaka. Okay, so four positions in the squad, right? Two per position. And then one Which seven. means, correct. For me, that fifth player is Aziz. Yes. So, you got party. Yeah. 
And, and then I think it's open season. And the reason I think it's open season is because whilst I would happily have Jacker as one of the four, kind of like we touched on the last pod I was on, I think. And I think vaguely. you swung me on this, by the way. I am fickle. I, I genuinely agree with you now that I, I'm, you know, I'm going to take the words out of your mouth quite literally. He is a guy that needs to play every single week mm-hmm. um, to kind of get rhythm. He's a rhythm mm-hmm. player, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a guy like Ainsley Maitland-Niles or like a Riyad Mahrez who comes in or a Bernardo Silva who comes in and plays well for four games, comes out for three games, goes in for five games, comes mm-hmm. out for five games. Like he, I just, he's not that type of player. And I don't think he wants to be that type of player either, which is probably another issue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he's, um, that's fine, right? Like he can be that wherever. The only question I would have is like, I think Arteta does like him. Yeah. Like it is, it is possible that Jack and Party is our two it's going into possible. next season. It's definitely possible. And then we need them plus two. But but the our, what do you think our bigger issue is this season, right? And this is probably a good question, actually, if I may say so, so say I'll, so I'll, myself. I'll, I'll judge, but don't. Do you think our issue is larger in the fact that Xhaka is our second best central midfielder? Or mm-hmm. do you think the issue is that the drop-off in quality or... Again, quality for Arsenal. I think Danny Sabahis is a better footballer than Xhaka, but has not shown it in terms of his output mm-hmm. and his impact on the team. The drop-off between Party Xhaka and then our next central midfielders is that big. Wh- which of those two issues do you think is a bigger one? Because I think it's the latter. I think it's, I think it's the latter combined with the fact that Party's barely been fit. So we've yeah. needed Xhaka to be the man too often. Yes. Right. So when Party has been fit... Him and Jacker, like who do we beat? We beat United. Did they play against Chelsea? Or did El Nenny play against Chelsea? I can't remember. El played against United. Uh, yeah. Xhaka... What was our two against? That, that ch- Christmas Chelsea, game when Xhaka everything changed. was Chelsea, wasn't it? Did Sabahos play in that game? Or was it that... El Nenny? I don't think Party played in that game. Was that Jacker and El Nenny? That doesn't sound right. It might be. I don't know if it was Party. Was it Party? Maybe. Are you right now? I'm searching it because I feel like, I feel like it's not it's not that like helpful to just guess. <laughs> it was Jack or Nenny. Yes, okay, I knew I, it wasn't Sabios. I knew it wasn't Party. Um, <laughs> well, there we go. We knew between us. Um, but the drop the drop off is too great. Yes. And what that's meant is like, well, first of all, we've misman we've mishandled Party, and rushed him back and got him injured. Yeah. Um, but like, look, Jacker has brain farts in him, but those are fine when you're playing as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've probably like yeah whilst he's not the guy to come in and out every game he could still do with a rest every now and again right yeah like, if he plays four and rests one that's fine um so yeah like i, I would love us I- i'm not saying genduzi right but if we did another genduzi i would i would love us to go and get like a bisuma so mm-hmm. solid midfielder can can win the ball and retain the ball and pass reasonably progressively. And then I would like a young player in there. But my general view on a two is that in a two, one of those two has to be able to really get forward. And whilst party, his passing's good. 
He'll play penetrative passes. He'll pass vertically. He'll move you up the pitch. I don't think we've seen him do anything of note in the final third. And and he needs to stop his stupid shooting. But he's been really good. Um, but like I used to like Aaron Ramsey in a two for the right games because he just gives you that extra body. Now it kind of depends how how Arteta wants to play, but like you need that option. Can Aziz do it? Maybe. Can Willock do it? Maybe. But Willock can't pass well enough to play deep. So I, I think we're going to need to buy two midfielders. I think Sabios goes back to Madrid. I think I would like. I can see a world in which we like sign Basuma and have El Neni as number four. Yeah. Which doesn't excite me, but like it's about how much money there is. Yeah. And I think you sell Gendouzi and Torreira because I don't and, think Torreira yeah. can play what Arteta wants. And I don't think Gendouzi's got the attitude or personality. Maybe we fix it. Who knows? I also, I also don't think Gendouzi's got the positional awareness to do it yet. I don't um, think he has the defensive awareness yeah. in that position, in a two, to be one of the two. And I, I agree. And, and I think by extension, and now we've touched on fullback and central midfield, I think what that means is you also sell Mayla Niles and Willock if you can find buyers. I agree. It's time to be ruthless, isn't it, right? If you can get 15 million for one and 20 million for the other, whichever way that goes, yeah. it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Right? But it's also about pathways. Million. Like, yeah. Aziz has to see a route to... The, if, if he's the player we all hear and think, he has to see a route to the first team. Yeah. I mean, look, we're seeing it with Balogun already, right? Like, it's, he's probably going to go, and, and the reason being is there is no pathway, or we haven't sold him a pathway into the first team. Probably yeah. has a greedy agent, blah, blah, blah. Not going to get into that. Maybe we will get into that, the, the, the forwards bit. Let's but do a like... separate podcast on Balogun's agent. Okay, so to summarise, we've got Party Xhaka, mm-hmm. player three, and then we've got preferably player four. Sounds like someone who created a name on FIFA. <laughs> player, player four or Moel Nani, and then Miguel Aziz. That's the dream, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, player... I, honestly... I would like to see Aziz get more minutes than Elneny. Like, oh, if there's enough yeah. of a structure, like stru- first of all, obviously winning helps, but having a structure allows players to come in. And it out. also depends whether or not we make Europe, which I think I agree. Point, which is a good point because I could definitely see a world where he goes out on loan or plays for the under twenty threes if we don't make Europe. Mm-hmm. So that's another interesting thing to mm-hmm. think about. But like, yeah, I'm thinking about that player three. So you've mentioned Basuma. Uh, I think on episode eight, when I, I joined you guys for the first time, talks about Sander Berg, uh, Bibakar Samare, a few other guys of that ilk in the central midfield role who are like 23, 24 under, um, either technically quite progressive or destroyers or a bit of both. Yeah. You can kind of do a bit of everything really in that central midfield role. Should we see who FIFA Is Future this the, Stars the basically FIFA Future Stars podcast? Um, no. This is really unhelpful. <laughs> I've just mentioned three solid players, though. So they've got Fafana as a midfielder, which is part of the storyline, which doesn't really work. You've got Kukurea, who I don't think is a midfielder. Kakarea, Lee. Leon, you mean? No, Kuk- Mark Kukurea. Oh, the, the left back Getafe. slash left winger slash left wing yeah. back slash left back. Yeah. Former La Masia, I think. Yes, he is. Or La Masia, if you're... Masia. It's one of those two. I've, I've actually been there and it's really unimpressive. It's really? a little, little fucking house. <laughs> um, it's like, how do all these good players come out of here? 
just one. It's just one woman. She's just got a hundred kids who are good at football. Um, <laughs> then Pedro Gonz- uh, Gonzalez. Yeah, but he's kind of like sporting. a. He's basically like a Bruno Regen. So you're a big fan. I'm a big fan, but like, you know, he's not Bruno Gimaraj. Bruno Gimaraj is a really interesting one, Leon. Actually, he is. He is someone. He is someone we actually got linked with before he went to Leon. Six um, He's he's got an engine. Very good passer. Um, very good destroyer. Great stamina. Great. Tabular. Also seventy eight kilos. So interestingly, four inches shorter than taps over. Same weight. I think all those weights for footballers are so so off. Like I think they're mental. Um, he, but he again, he's another one where it's like we were linked with him. Edu's got the Brazilian link. Yeah. And we didn't make the signing. And we ended up in the central midfield situation that we're in. And he's gone yeah. to Leon now. And I'm not saying he's too good for us, but I'm saying that if we went to buy him now, considering how crazy an owner Aulus is, yeah. we would be looking at forking out 30, 40 million pounds, which is a lot for a player who's like third slash fourth choice. Which is how much do you think like Kakare would be? The same, because he's the, he's, he's the same age and not the same profile, but you're talking about kind of like a young French Ferrati regen who's like a bit taller, a bit slimmer, got weird hair and a bit quicker. Probably also 78 kilos. But we'll... Yeah, but like, again, like, why would Leon are, are going to make the Champions League this season? Mm. They don't have as much pressure to sell. Actually, Depay... 63 kilos. Just he's so. very light. He's very slim. Depay's going. Like, yeah. I just... <sighs> no, I, I get it. Do you know what I mean? It's very that, tough. Yeah. And the only thing I would say is like, we're not buying them last summer. I feel like, no. you know, last summer they had a great Champions League run. And they, you know, I, I'm, I'm amazed. Like the numbers we were talking for our, maybe it was the market. They were low. Yeah. Yeah. They, they weren't massive. It probably is, was the market. Um, mm. All right. One more. One more for you. <sighs> Go on. You Florian really... Neuhaus. I like him a lot. I pretend. Do I, am I? Do I sound like I'm pretending to know about like everything in European football? At the how would you? I mean, conceptually, humanly, how would you have a knowledge of good young players in European football? Is there anything in your past that? No, nothing in my past at all. Nothing in my future either. Um, I uh, massive, massive uh, football manager fan. Um, funny story. Football manager, football FIFA 13, not mm-hmm. FIFA 13. Football manager 13. I had a Danny Welbeck who scored like 80 goals a season. It was mad. Fun story. Football manager last year or the year before, unclear. I won the Premier League with Salford. And now every <laughs> fucking player who has played for my Salford team at some point is breaking out and it's amazing. Oh, wow. Um, but I didn't tweet about them live. So I'm having to like dig out, oh, this guy played for my Salford team. <laughs> but like Diogo... Everyone's like, sure, mate. Diogo Costa, one of the Diogos, who's the Portugal under-21s goalkeeper. Signed him on a free. Yeah, easy work. Sold him for 25 mil. Who's the Portuguese keeper that we used to have that now plays for Everton? Joao Virginia. Yeah. Virginia, sorry. It's a hard G and it's a hard J in Portuguese as well. Okay, cool. Like it says Jose. If you want to say bad things, it's Jose's an arsehole, not Jose. Okay. Um, Neuhaus, very two-footed, gets past the press really easily. He's not like a a destroyer. Yeah, he's he's very progressive. Good set pieces, just technically very astute. He's like if Xhaka was more mobile, both-footed, and could dribble. 
<laughs> We're just changing players now. <laughs> it's like he's like Callum Chambers, but like ten kg. It's like if Podolski had a right foot. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on to forwards quickly before we bore everyone. Wait, 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 wait. We've got the next. You missed out the position that will define our summer. Oh, the number ten. I, I just want to say that we're keeping Odegaard and we move on. What in your heads? Okay, so, right. Here's, here's what I'm saying. In an ideal world, right. we all know that we buy him if we can, right? Yes. And when I say that, I mean, like, I'm paying 50, 60 million if we have the money. 50. I'm paying 50 if we have the money. <laughs> 60, I'm like... Mm. Hear me out, though. He's got two years left on his deal. Right, Madrid need. Money. I'm not saying what would you do. I'm saying sorry. I'm not saying what's going to happen. I'm saying what would you do for 50 million? Would you buy him at 50? <sighs> How can I say no when we spent like 30 million on Saliba and haven't played him a minute? Like you can't just, say just, no. Just say no. You can you always can't. say no in life, Pep. No, but the worst case scenario with that investment is he flops massively. And we sell him to buy a Leverkusen for like twenty three million or in two years. Swap him for Taps Over. <laughs> now that is just like one step ahead of the curve, isn't it? Um, no, but seriously, I I don't think he's going to be fifty million. I think at a push, it's going to be like thirty seven and a half with loads of add ons. What you could have just said forty, really? Yeah, if I'm being specific. <laughs> so here's what I think. Go on. I, I think that I just can't see the stars aligned for us to buy him. Like, I would buy him all day, every day. Um, which doesn't make sense, because you can only really buy someone once. But um, it just kind of feels inevitable that we're going to get him on another year's loan. If we could do that, that would be my preference. Then you buy him when he's got a year left. Yeah, or but what if they extend his contract? What if they extend his contract and we he, get another loan? Why would he do that? Because he wants to play for Real Madrid. I also like, think it but, might but if, link in, like, if, if Madrid sign Haaland, right? Then surely, like, he's but like. What oh, if we oh. sign Haaland? Now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. No, I'm we joking. haven't got into how much money we're going to make when we sell Eddie and Ketia and Lacazette. <laughs> no, but seriously, I like player power is a massive thing, right? Mm hmm. Why Do you think anyone would turn down a contract from Real Madrid? But like, what I'm saying is, if he he doesn't necessarily need to turn it down, he'll still have a year left next summer. Yeah, and then if he's amazing, then the ball is in his court, and Madrid would be like, it's a it's a it's such a it's a win win for him, right? So so the only way I can see us signing him properly this summer is if we get into the Champions League. If we get into the Champions League. I think, I don't know, like, he, he definitely feels like the kind of guy who wants to be the man at a club. But I'm also looking at a few of the intangibles, right? Every time he's come out and spoken to the media, yeah. he's talked about how much he's loved it here mm -hmm. and how much he feels like he's finally getting consistent rhythm mm -hmm. at Arsenal. He's not like, oh, I'm playing for a team. It's like, I'm playing for Arsenal, really enjoying it, really love working with Mikel Arteta. You see, even, even shit, I know it's silly, right? Even shit like when you see him on the, the mic thing uh, in the game against West Ham, talking, barking at all the players. Like, he's enjoying that. He's relishing that. And do you want to go and, and play for Zidane where you might compete for a, tr 
a title. You're probably not going to win the Champions League unless they, mm. they get Ronaldo back and buy Haaland. Ramos might go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just, I, I don't know. I can see the attraction from his standpoint. Maybe I'm being really, really, really naive, though. I don't want to get your hopes up. Yeah, go on. Has he tweeted that he's staying? I tried to find an equivalent interview when he was at Sociedad to be like, ha, he said the same at Sociedad. But, and it's not an exhaustive search because it took me like a minute. Most of those interviews I found basically say he wants to do well there and go back to Madrid. And I don't think he said that yet. I think we'd know (laughs) if he said that. Um, Maybe he'll say that in the next interview. But yeah, like I get, I get the feel. Like they need money. The only issue is if they think he's so good, he has to play for them. Then we're fucked. But I think he wants to be the man at a club. And they don't really play in that. They don't play in number ten. Like, I'd... but he could play out wide like they used Asensio, right? Well, they, they, do they still play a diamond? No, they play four three three. Who plays wide? I haven't watched them in ages because they're boring. Apart from Benzema, who's amazing. Vinicius, Benzema, and then like... uh, Rodrigo. And then they just let um, Lucas Vasquez have the whole right flank on his own. He plays like right back and right back. But what are they doing with like Asensio and He's like in and out out the team. All of them are in and out of the team, basically. And Hazard's injured. Always. And Rainier's at Madrid. And they sold Hakimi. Rainier is at Dortmund. Sorry, Dortmund. That's what I meant. They sold, they Hakimi, sold Hakimi. Yes. Hakimi. Yeah. Rainier, by the way, also FIFA future star. Um, <laughs> it's it's tough, right? Um, right. Okay. Let's hypothetically imagine a world before this gets into the two-hour marks because we need to go into the forwards. Um, Odegaard doesn't sign. We can't sign him. Who 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 comes in? And do they come in as the secondary to Smith Rowe? I think so. I really like Smith Rowe. I think what I've learned is is when you see like the level a mature footballer in there, I think Smith Rowe is great, but I don't think he's ready to be the man in the highest pressure position on the pitch at Arsenal yet. Um I also think he's shown enough that he can play with that player, whether it's wide or central. A lot of players who can play 10 can also play wide, so you can switch them around depending on the game. And I also think there are enough question marks about Smith Rowe's physical condition that you can't rely on him being fit for an entire season yet. So I think you have to sign someone, I'm not saying to be first choice, but someone good enough to be the man in there. Have you got any names? Um, I mean, we've been linked with Fekir, which is really interesting. For me, he's just too old no, now. He's 27. I know he has the injury season. He doesn't have knees. Unhelpful as a footballer. When you don't have knees. Yeah. Unhelpful. He's, he's an old 27. That's what I will say. Unhelpful. He's a very um, old 27. Do I have any names? You're putting me on the spot here. I, I mean, Buendia we'll is the obvious one. Go get someone like... Miguel Almiron or something like that. That's what we do, wouldn't we? Absolutely. Oh, he looks like a thumb. It'll be like, oh, he's like kind of the same height and he's left-footed, so surely he'll just slot in. Someone's drawn a face (laughs) on a thumb and called it Miguel. He's, he, like, in the least mean way I can say this, he's just not, like, I just don't like his face. Um, Who else? 
There's a guy at Sevilla we've been linked with. Is it Oscar Rodriguez or is that someone else? Oscar Rodriguez is kind of in and out of the team for them, I think. Maybe because he's off to Arsenal in the summer. Maybe not. Um, I mean, Harvey Barnes is no well, injured and unavailable. Um, would it be nice? Soberslay would it be nice? Um, I'm trying to think who's popping up. I mean, Danny Olmo maybe. Oh, not really. You're not a fan. Not the same. I mean, we player. missed a he's few. Like a, I mean, he's like a winger more. Is he? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like, again, it's just not a position I keep much of an eye on. It's also um, not a position that's like rife with talent at the moment because not that many teams play with. Well, but the other thing is like. For all we know, the player who does that best or, is playing out wide for someone in a four-three-three right now. But also, hold on. If Odegaard on. doesn't sign, are we wedded to the four-two-three-one? Well, okay. So look, we I, kind I, of I assumed Arteta we, we, we was kind a four-three-three guy. We kind of did finish in a four-three-three against West Ham, right? With two eights. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like he went to that four-two-three-one. I feel like if you wanted to play at four-three-three, he could have. Maybe we don't have the midfield. Mm. I, I mean, look, it's good. yeah, it's going to be linked to the midfield as we sign. Okay. It's a good let's, question. Let's do forwards. Well done. Good question. Lacazette, Willian, Aubameyang, Pepe, Reese Nelson, Edin Katia, and Gabriel Martinelli. Lacazette sell? I think this is an easy one, right? Um, I could, we could do this really quickly. He likes a left footer on the right. I think that's Saka and Pepe. Yeah. He likes a right footer on the left. I think Smith Rowe is one of your options. Williams not going anywhere. He's one of your options. Martinelli's one of your options. Strikers. Abamyang's one of your options. He is, but he shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, strikers. Abamyang is clearly first choice now. Lacazette is second. You've then got Martinelli developing. Eddie and Ketia and Balogun. I don't know what's going on. Both, neither of them are playing. I, I think Eddie's off regardless, right? Get the money. Um, I I don't know what the situation is with Balogun. He should see a route to the team. But you're basically saying your strikers next season are Aubameyang, Martinelli, plus one. Can that be Balogun? Or do we have to go and buy someone? If it's me, yes. I think Arteta likes experience. And I also... I don't know I don't know his game well enough. You don't have someone who can play back to goal if you don't have... If he can't do it, if Lacazette goes. Yeah. I would sell Lacazette. I think it's increasing. I think it, there's a decent chance that if Balogun goes, we just hold Lacazette for a season mm. and we sell Eddie. But um, we get no money for Lacazette. Correct. Which is dumb, right? Because like yeah. it's the same as keeping Eddie and selling Lacazette in that you get 15 million for someone or 20 million for someone and someone else goes on a free. I think you cash in on both if you can. Um, but I think I don't know. Like I think we're going to be spending like a on as well. It might be, but at a price, Leon, right? At what price? Roma, at what yeah, price? Like twenty million euros, maybe. It's tough, right? Yeah, because um, like he's not on extortionate money, but he's on a lot of money if you're like Roma or yeah. Leon. So if they're like, oh, okay, we'll pay you twenty million euros. Oh shit, he's on hundred k a week. So that's like you know they do the quick maths and they're I feel like, like he's on like one eighty, isn't he? I I remember listening to the Arscast once and I remember going on a blog saying that he's not on a crazy amount. I think the one I think he had a, a big signing on fee at the okay. time. So it could be lower than that. It could be like low him, him to Leon to replace Memphis just makes a lot of sense. And and Dembele's already left, right? 
Oh, he went to Atletico, didn't he? Yeah. He was way How much did they pay for him? I don't I think he's on I don't It was know. a loan, but it was an obligation, I think. I don't know what the obligation was. I don't know what it was. But anyway. again, they're gonna have Champions League money. Yeah. Might make sense. Um okay, so Lacazette gone and Ketia. Again, probably a market for for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, top championship teams looking to come up next year, or uh, or a, or a low Premier League club that needs. Like, I mean, a Brighton need a finisher. Brighton yeah. makes bright like in my head. Brighton just makes a lot of sense for that swap for Welbeck. At, who's our new first row striker? <laughs> no, to me, yeah, that, that, that makes is... sense. That makes sense. You, you've got a team that create a lot of chances in the right type of chances as well that mm-hmm. he likes. Uh, and you've got a guy who can actually put the ball in the back of that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Just feels obvious. It does. It does. Okay, so sell Lacazette, sell Katia. You are left with a Bamiang, mm-hmm. first choice. Martinelli, mm-hmm. Balogun probably going. Let's see what happens there. Who would be someone that you'd bring in to essentially re- replace the body that was or is currently Lacazette? I want someone who can play it back to goal. Which and bring tough. others in, and then get on the end of stuff. Um, like I feel like Lacazette at Leon, before he kind of lost his engine and kind of ran out of steam after twenty minutes of it when he plays, it's probably the right type of player. I know Odson Edward is obviously someone we've been linked with. Sounds like he might be off to Leicester. Um, my my Leicester. hashtag bin Lacker get Edward campaign failed last summer. Um, <laughs> Pats and Dacker's another one we've been linked with. Um, he's more, you know, he's he's faster. He's more of an in-behind player. Again, yeah. I, I, w- I would not... want, like, when I say someone back to goal, right, what I really mean is, like, I would want an Aguero or Suarez, like, five foot ten, stocky, can receive the ball to feet, play people in, but also get in behind. Sounds like a Fakir if he had knees. Yeah, I mean, he's he's probably still more of a midfield, like a forward than a like nine. He's more like an eight with ten than a nine. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, and I think my biggest criticism of Lacazette is that he doesn't do enough of the nine stuff. Because some of the ten, like some of the nine point five stuff he does, is fine. But like, it, it shouldn't be instead of. It should be as well as. I have a feeling that Arteta might want like a traditional target man, in like available to him. It'd be nice, like if you had, if your options were a Bamiyang and like I'm just I'm gonna say Weghorst. Um, I don't know if I would get him, but like that type of player that could play with him as well. Um, but I don't know. It seems it seems unlikely we'll do that. The I also don't think we'll spend that much on a striker. That uh, like when you've got someone paying what was it like 80 million euros for Victor Osman last summer. That kind of shows you the market for centre forwards, doesn't it? So, like, yeah, and it also shows you why there's logic in like if you think Martinelli can do it, converting him. But like, if you go on transfer market, and I know it's not the best indicator of like player values, like after like feet, no. <laughs> after Mbappe, Haaland, it's it's a big drop off, right? You've got like Richarlison in there. Value that like sixty odd million, which I think he'd go more for, for more. But like, you get down to like. 22 in the rankings where it's like Marcus Turam, whereas like that's the type of player that I'd kind of like. He's a good player. But he's been playing predominantly for the left for most of his, like most of his What about Swedish man? Alexander Ishak. 
Mm-hmm. I watched him score against my um, my parents' home nation, Kosovo, last night. Sorry. It's so very horrible to watch. Um, what about Tammy Abraham? <laughs> what about Olivier Giroud? <laughs> um... <laughs> That's if actually taken like, piss out that's, like eight, that's like ninety percent in jest, by the way. I know. So like, if you hadn't taken the piss like... out of us after Baku, like I personally, I think there's always value of having a player who can do that in the squad. Like there will be games when you're just playing against a deep block, and you just want to fling it into the box, and he'll win you those. Mm. If that's an option off the bench, like there are a lot of target men in Europe who have like decent careers into their mid thirties because they can still do the useful stuff. Like Cavani's not Cavani of five years ago. Yeah. But his movement, like some of the goals he's, he's won United games with just peeling off a defender. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I'm still annoyed at Giroud about the thing, but like I've got a soft spot for him. And if he came back on lower pay, I just think he's always wanted to be the superstar. I can't see him like his next move will be to a French club where he's first choice. That's so obviously going to happen. Mm. Um, I don't think he wants to be like a bit plot squad player anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the frustration for me is in this position is like, well, I mentioned you've got massive drop off from the top two, right? But also they don't quite fit the mold for us. Like I'm even thinking of a guy like Cunha in in the Bundesliga. Uh, um, yeah, for Hertha, who's like played out on the left in the ten as a false nine but it's not quite a number nine, even though you can quite score a lot of goals. You've got like uh, Yusuf Nasiri, who West Ham bid for in January, who is more of an out-and-out goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Like Alexander Ishak is the kind of hold-up, dang, like, you know, kind of tall guy you can you can bring players in, but there's something about him where I'm not too sure. Um, you know, you've got uh, the two guys in Holland banging in goals, Myron Boadu and Doniel Malin, obviously, yeah. you know, getting back into bed with uh, Big Mino. Not too sure yeah. if anyone's a, a fan of that. But again, those two guys are like in behind finisher type players. Um, and I think our system has been very much set up to play in a way that either does that where like it's a Bamiang in behind, or you have like a Lacazette hold up who brings the others, the, the, the wingers that run in behind him into play. So unless we just go scrap that, we're just going to go in the in behind route, which yeah. you can't do every single game. It's going to be tough to find like a like for like stylistically replacement. Because mm. I think like Mateus Cunha is a better player than Lacazette, right? But I don't know if he's as, he would be as... I just want goals from my nine. I yeah. just like... And, but, and like, we're supposed would... to, but we're supposed to have that, aren't we? With Aubameyang? Yeah, but like, I think regardless, because I think this, the football Arteta plays, like regardless of what your striker nominally does, you're creating high-quality chances in the box. And if your striker isn't there, I know, I know Liverpool kind of don't do it like that. But I just don't think that's how we play. Yeah, I, it's, it's a tough one. And a lot of these younger strikers as well. Like you mentioned Marcus Turam, who I, I really, really like. But again, another Mina Raiola client. It's going to be tough. Get his dad to come play at right back. That's sorted. That'd be good, wouldn't it? But like, again, played a lot of his um, career at Gladbach at left wing. Um, you know, uh, new manager coming in. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the summer. 
New manager, not Xabi Alonso. No, apparently not. Apparently he's staying at Sociedad for another year before he becomes co-manager with Arteta in 2022. Is that all Is that time ITK? Uh, no, it's not. Not at all. It's not. Um, do you want to quickly, should we quickly rest through the, uh, the loanies? We've kind of mentioned them already. Yeah, let's do it. Saleem. Only the lonelies. So you've got, you, you've got uh, three options. Sell, keep, loan. Okay. Another loan. Well, Brutal. Saliba. Keep. Kalasnatch's contract runs out, doesn't it? Or does it? No, it's got a year left. What swap for Matt them? Ryan. Okay, swap for Matt Ryan. Uh, Mavropanos. Could be fifth choice, but sell. Like, if his stock's high and he's injury-prone, sell. Torreira. Sell. Willock. Sell. Maitland-Niles. Sell. And I've got one here that I can't read. Is it Gendouzi? It is Gwendouzi. So my G looks like an L, but it's Gwendouzi, and I think it's a sell. I would also sell Luendouzi. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Look, I, I've been Pep Berisha at P-E-T-B-E-R-I-S-H-A. This has been the Fresh Arsenal podcast. Uh, we were meant to go 45 minutes, and it's gone for 2x two, 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 two that. So, um, JB, where can people find you? Um, depends, really. Currently at my desk. But on the internet at Gunapana. I don't think that was even funny, but it wasn't really. It's been a long 90 minutes, and I'm feeling like Lacazette does after 90 minutes, which is um, in need of a cafe? Coffee. Can't even speak properly. (laughs) He probably does say cafe. He's a Frenchman. We're about to do about 20 20 minutes more speaking. Yeah, but you did say there's a wee break in between. We did, yeah, yeah. So So. we'll start at like five to seven. Right, right. anyway, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, Have a great day doing whatever you're doing. Leave a review on all your dedicated podcast apps wherever you listen. Leave us some questions for the next show. A five-star review, just to clarify. Well, any old review. No, be honest. I've had some really good four-star reviews in my podcasting career. What, with constructive feedback? Kind of. Like, it would be like really good, love the content, but sometimes the the co-hosts get carried away with their own humour. <laughs> Is that a dig? No, that... that's, a, that's a legit review and I will send it to you after this. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't I'll... make it up. Be honest and give us a five-star review. <laughs> Thank you very much. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.